0: Fast Like Daniel by Scott Williams. Introduction The Day Before You Fast. If I just told you all of the rules, the do's and the don'ts of fasting, would you be eager to try it? Probably not. Yet, when I listen to one Christian tell another about fasting, that's what I hear, especially about what we've come to know as the Daniel Fast. But what if I told you what fasting will do for you before I told you what a Daniel fast is or describe how the biblical practice of fasting works? It might just make it all worthwhile. Spoiler alert, it's completely worth it. My goal for this book is to introduce you to the idea of fasting in a way that makes sense to a contemporary Christian because I'm going to show you why it works and then I'm going to guide you through it so you don't have to tackle it alone. Sometimes you need a trainer. My wife, LaKendria, is a world-class bodybuilding competitor. She is in amazing shape, and she works hard in the gym. During preparation, her workouts and meals are nailed down to the minute and the ounce. As a result of her dedication, commitment, and setting long-term goals, she's had significant success in a relatively short period of time. Oftentimes, she is in better shape and outperforms her much younger competition. Although LaKendria has had great success and she's a personal trainer herself, she hasn't enjoyed so much success by doing it alone. She's enjoyed the benefits of having an exceptional coach and trainer over the years who've helped her achieve her fitness and training goals. To meet those goals, she's been focused and determined spending countless hours in the gym and being careful to only fuel her body with the foods it needs to be as strong and resilient as possible. Now, for a moment, pretend you're a professional athlete or a highly paid model, and I'm your coach. You're in good shape, but I'm about to take you to the next level. I'm about to help you land the sports or modeling contract of your life. But before you hit the field or the runway, we must go through a preparation process. Why? Because however good your body is right now, you can get better, faster, stronger, fitter. You've got goals in life, and you won't achieve the best possible outcome without some effort. You likely won't get there alone and you will not get there without some discipline and yes, sacrifice. The payoff, total career success, fame, accolades. The contract of your dreams is just a season of preparation away. So do you have what it takes to put in the time now so you can reap the rewards later? I believe you do and I'm here to help you do it but not from physical training. You're going to be doing spiritual training and fasting is one of the best pieces of equipment the gym of the Holy Spirit has. Training for your spirit. Okay, here's the reality. Many of us are used to the idea of obeying a physical trainer's instructions about what to eat and how to work out to get our bodies into shape. But many Christians have never even thought of taking control of our bodies in order to train our spirits. That is what fasting is, friends. It's submitting our bodies to discipline and sacrifice so we can achieve something that benefits our spirits. It works because God instituted the idea of fasting to enable us to draw closer to Him because He knew how powerful a controlling force our flesh and blood bodies are. So what do you think? Are you ready to learn more about this preparation phase we call fasting? I'm going to be your personal fasting trainer in this season where we put our spirits in charge and place our body's needs beneath our spiritual ones. What Fasting Isn't A friend was recently telling me a story about how he went to a new small group and heard various people trying to explain what fasting was to a new believer. Everyone kept telling this guy what foods he'd have to give up in order to undertake what we call a Daniel Fast. My friend didn't know he should speak up because he was new to the group. But the more he listened, the more convinced he was that these well-meaning people were missing the point. They were all telling him what he couldn't do, my friend told me. But no one was telling him what God would give him because of it. My friend told this new Christian, fasting is less about what you're giving up than it is about drawing closer to God. It's just a way to put your spirit in the driver's seat. Fasting, put simply, isn't really about what you're sacrificing or giving up. It's about making room for God. We do this by putting down our flesh in order to promote our spirit. What fasting is? Fasting is just going without something. In the historical context of the Bible, that meant not eating food for a certain length of time. Throughout the Bible, God's people would fast and pray. Those two things often go together as they sought His will or intervention. They weren't fasting to earn something from God. They were fasting so they'd be in a better position to hear and receive His answers. I think it's important to note that both the common people and the leaders both fasted and prayed. Fasting wasn't reserved for a select few but we mostly read the fasting stories of those who led God's people. The first person in the Bible we see fasting is Moses, though the Bible doesn't call it that. When Moses went up to the mountain to meet with God, he ate nothing for 40 days. He came down with the 10 Commandments. Notice this principle. When we fast while seeking God, we voluntarily go without something. But when we connect with him through fasting, he will always give us something back worth much more than whatever we sacrificed. Fasting isn't giving up food just for the sake of proving we can do it. Fasting is making room for God and preparing ourselves to receive whatever good things he wants to give us. And let me just tell you, God has some pretty awesome blessings he'd like to give us, but are we readying ourselves to receive them? If you do, there are unexpected blessings around the corner waiting for you. Jesus fasted. Jesus also famously fasted for 40 days. At the end of this time, he was hungry. After two or three days of fasting all food, the body quits being hungry and draws on fat stores. However, when the fat stores are used up, our bodies begin drawing nutrients from our muscles and organs. Most of us likely have some extra stores our bodies can draw from during our fasts. So don't worry about hurting yourself with the limited fasts we're talking about. Earlier, I said that God likes to give us something back when we fast. So what did Jesus receive from his fast? We read that after fasting, the devil came and tempted Jesus when he was at his weakest point. Jesus emerged from this crucible of fasting and temptation, and we read the following verse. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, Luke 4 and 14. Jesus' ministry exploded after this time, and he walked in the fullness of the Holy Spirit's power. Moses came down from the mountain with the Ten Commandments. Jesus received the power of the Spirit. Throughout Scripture, God's people received answers to prayers, grace to endure hardships, and signs and wonders when they fasted and prayed. So what can we expect to receive from God? What are you most hungry for? If it's fame or success, this is not the right book. The prophet Daniel observed a unique fast at a pivotal time in his life, and God's response was a powerful connection that lasted throughout every opportunity and difficulty Daniel faced. If you're hungry for this kind of closeness to God, you're definitely in the right place because fasting can help position your heart like nothing else can. Fast Like Daniel. I must admit that Daniel is one of my favorite guys in the Bible. He was a man of conviction and principle, and he was a powerful man of prayer. Daniel pioneered a new kind of fasting because that's all that was allowed to him while he was in captivity to the Babylonian Empire and serving the king. He didn't have the luxury of doing whatever he wanted, for he was a slave. Yet despite the immense pressure and enticement of the royal court of Babylon, Daniel persevered the meaning and significance of fasting without completely giving up food. How? His captors wouldn't let Daniel go without food for weeks, so Daniel fasted certain foods. He ate only vegetables and drank only water. Before you think, that sounds like another fad detox, flat tummy tea diet, understand that Daniel was proving a point. While the others training among the king's chosen few, the best and the brightest young people in Babylon ate whatever delicacies were on the king's table. Daniel received permission to only eat veggies. At the end of the fast, young Daniel and his friends looked better than those who'd been feasting on whatever they wanted. By fasting, they also took a stand for God. They would not be assimilated by Babylon's culture, which was completely corrupt. Instead, they would stay true to the God of the Hebrews, even when they could no longer be with their people and were not free to practice their faith openly. And this is where a Daniel fast crashes head on into our lives. We too are foreigners in a strange land. We too are surrounded by depravity and perversion of every kind. Just like Daniel, we feel the pressure to conform to this world's way of doing things. But in this fast, Daniel found a way to push back to push toward God and away from the draw of this world and his own flesh. It's my hope that in the next 21 days, you can see how a fast of eating only some basic healthy essentials can help you make room for God in your life. As your personal fasting trainer, I'm going to give you the tips and tricks and stories and experiences that have worked for me to help you have the best experience possible. Remember, it is not about what you're giving up. It is about what you will receive from God by connecting with him. As your discipline and heart go up, God's going to show up and your situation is going to blow up. Imagine yourself opening your hands and your heart. As a result of those two things being open, God now has room to drop some amazing things in your heart and prepare your hands to grab a hold of what he has for you. The presence of God is always better than the presence of this world a framework for reading this book, HSPE. Whenever I've used this acronym when speaking, people have told me it really stuck with them. I tell them to remember high school PE, HSPE. For some of you, high school physical education was a nightmare, a dodgeball across the head or the weird PE teacher with crazy expectations. For others, These were some of your shining moments, and you were like Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite back in 1982. You could toss a pigskin like a quarter mile. Whatever your experience with PE class, forget it. You just have to remember HSPE. That's my acronym and abbreviation for how I want you to approach fasting like Daniel. Humble, specific, persistent, and expectant. This book is in four sections. Humble, specific, persistent, and expectant. And as we learn about fasting like Daniel, we're also going to be learning about prayers that connect with God. After all, that is really the point of all of this. Remember, fasting isn't about what you're giving up. It's about drawing closer to God. In part, we do that by staying humble in our prayers. Because humble prayers are powerful. Remember, you're communicating with the God of the universe. Step outside on a dark, starry night and look up at the sheer scope and majesty of his creation and tell me you don't feel small. But the point of humility isn't that you feel insignificant. The point is that you realize it isn't about you. When we keep that in mind as we pray, that isn't all about us. We are more open for what God wants us to do instead of us telling him what we think he should do. During this fast, we're going to do things like examine our body language and other ways we demonstrate our humility. How does that jive with being specific? Prayers are powerful when they're specific, but how do we be specific and humble? The answer is that you get to know the heart of God through his words to us, the Bible, and by spending time in his presence. Daniel is a great example of someone who spent so much time with God that he knew what the Lord's heart was like. When Daniel prayed, he prayed specifically and in harmony with what was in God's heart. You can't specifically ask for things in humility unless you know that those things are part of the heart of God. Praying something once and then going on your way is more like wishful thinking to God than it is a powerful prayer. Prayers are powerful when they are persistent. You might wonder, if it's already God's will and I asked once, isn't that enough? But in Daniel, we're going to see that this man of God persisted in prayer with an amazing single-mindedness. He was not put off when he didn't get his answer right away. He just kept praying. For 21 days, or 10 if you're doing a shorter fast, I want you to practice persisting in humble, specific prayer. The last part is incredibly important. However, I call it being expectant. Prayers are powerful when we have a hopeful expectation that God is going to show up and do what he says he is going to do. This is the confidence we have that God is who he says he is, does what he says he does, and is all good all the time. To have this expectation, we must believe he is and that he rewards those who persistently, humbly, expectantly seek him. I want you to go into this fast with a positive, hopeful expectation not unrealistic expectations, but healthy, faith-filled hope that you are going to connect with Him and see some amazing things while you fast like Daniel. Okay, it's time to dive into the fast. Make sure you go to www.fastlikedaniel.com to get your free fasting companion guide for a shopping list and ideas for preparing meals, and then let's get busy fasting like Daniel.